Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Recruiting never stops, especially for Georgia football. Welcome to the podcast that covers Georgia football recruiting from all angles and spotlights the legends of tomorrow. It's the Recruiting Bulldog Update, the RBU podcast. We go wild dog with Sony. Nauta goes in motion left, snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left, angling, 25-20. Got a block for Brown, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. We hand it off to Herschel. There's a hole. Five. 10, 12, he's running over people. Oh, you Herschel Walker. Gurley, five yards deep, and Todd will bring this one out. And there he goes. One block, and it might be over. Todd Gurley, coast to coast. Can he make it? Yes, he can. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Recruiting Bulldog Update, otherwise known as the RBU Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Gilmer, and I'm thankful to have you tuned in However you may be listening, each Monday I'm dropping new episodes and the show is solely centered on UGA football recruiting. So make sure to subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, of course, on the Bulldog Illustrated YouTube channel for episode new episodes each week to get your Georgia Bulldog football recruiting fix here on the RBU Podcast. Speaking of Bulldog Illustrated, like I was talking about on their YouTube channel, this show is presented by Bulldog Illustrated. You can find all things Georgia sports, not just football, baseball, softball, uh, basketball, gymnastics, tennis, soccer, golf, you name it. Everything Georgia sports related. Also, of course, culture in the city of Athens, fashion, all that kind of stuff is covered at BulldogIllustrated.com, and that's who is allowing this show to to be run today. So BulldogIllustrated.com, that's B-U-L-L-D-A-W-G, Illustrated.com. I also do a daily column over there, the Daily Dog Thread. It's up at the top middle of the page once you go to the website. So make sure you check it out over there. You can follow them on at BD underscore Illustrated on Twitter, at We Are Bulldogs with, again, the D-A-W-G-S over on Instagram. So, well, I think Bulldog Illustrated, and now let's get right to it because there is a lot going on in Georgia football recruiting. Of course, just this past week alone, on Thursday, Georgia picks up the commitment of Malachi Starks, five-star athlete out of Jefferson, Georgia. Guys, this was a absolute must-have for the University of Georgia, and they beat out two titanic powers in Alabama and Clemson for the commitment of Malachi Starks. I've been saying for weeks, Malachi had been dropping that word family, family, family. Well, family is something that uh, when I talk to recruits who are very seriously interested in Georgia and there's mutual interest the other way, that family is the word that I hear how not only are the Georgia coaches make 
the campus and and make it seem like family when they're talking to them, but also the how they see the coaches interact with their families. That Georgia's a very tight knit uh, family environment. You know, a bunch of the parents and stuff really enjoy that as well. So Malachi starts. I think it's going to be a tremendous fit, and that's a huge pickup again. A five star who's going to be playing he plays quarterback he's played running back he's played linebacker safety all that at Jefferson but he's going to end up in that that star money nickel safety role there at Georgia he can do a little bit of everything he can really run you know six foot one 200 pounds already you know closing in on six two who knows what the weight could end up being before you know after he gets into Georgia's strength and conditioning program but uh Malachi Starks, tremendous athlete, and that's a big pickup for Georgia. And then they follow it up immediately, keep that momentum going, getting Jalen Walker, somebody who looked destined for Clemson a couple weeks ago, but Georgia really, really uh, working on Jalen. Of course, when I talked to Malachi Starks at his commitment ceremony, that was the one name that Malachi Starks would mention to me when I said, hey, who's on your wish list? Who do you want? Of course, this was on Thursday night. With he knew Jalen was going to be committing on Saturday. He said Jalen Walker is, is who I want, and he said he was working on him. So, you know that if uh, Malachi Starks told Georgia, he ended up saying he told Georgia that he was going to be committing to them two weeks before his commitment. So, you know those coaches were in his ear trying to get him to get Jalen to come along with him. It appears appears to have paid off and been successful. Uh, Jalen Walker, an outside linebacker, four-star from Salisbury, North Carolina, commits to Georgia. Now, the question is, who's going to be next? Uh, We will touch on that during this show. Of course, the RBU podcast, like I said, is brought to you by Bulldog Illustrated. That's bulldogillustrated.com. Check out everything Georgia sports over there. But, guys, we are going to touch on who's next in in the lineup there to maybe be committing to Georgia. Got a big decision coming up on April 1st. But before we get into all that, we'll touch on that after our main feature interview of the day. That is with J- Jake Crane, who is the host, creator of the J-Boy Show. The J-Boy Show is one of the fastest growing shows in the entire country, sports media shows in the entire country. And Jake does a tremendous job covering all things SEC. Very topical, very entertaining. It's also pure sports. There's no uh, no BS, no no politics, nothing like that. Jake is covering things. He was a former football coach. So I think you'll really like that interview that we have. He's going to touch on everything from the impact Georgia uh, is going to feel from the George Pickens loss. Of course, how recruiting has played a role in how recruiting will play a role in making up for that loss, the Kirby Smart era in general. So a lot of good things in that interview. I think you'll enjoy it, and that's coming up right here on the RBU Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. This is a gentleman that is making waves across all of the sports media landscape, especially in college football, SEC stuff related. He was a assistant coach at one time at Southern Alabama, uh, at South Alabama. He was also a special teams coordinator at Jones Community College. You'll know that name if you're um, a Georgia fan because that's where Stetson Bennett kind of ended up making his circuitous route back to Georgia from. Our guest today is Mr. Jake Crane, the host of the J-Boy Show. Jake, how you doing, man? Blaine, I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you letting me come on. Love what you're doing. 
uh, you know me and you've known each other for a while and uh, excited to talk some ball with you, my friend. Absolutely. But before we do, you know, I'm going to throw the logo up here in the top, top oh, right. Yeah. Guys, uh, the, the J boy show is one of the fastest growing shows in the, in the country covering every, a lot of people are calling, uh, Jake, the new Paul Feinbaum. Like, the, <laughs> the, 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 so, I mean, that's a big, big compliment there. there yeah. Jake. Well, man, uh, I appreciate it. I, uh, I think I'm a little better looking than him. Um, hey, you know, more hair, I'm definitely. Just, in all actuality. Yeah. It's just, uh, very blessed, uh, very fortunate. Uh, and, and really the audience is the reason I always say, you know, without them, there is no us and just, uh, excited to keep doing it, man. Absolutely. And, and before we kind of get going on the questions and stuff, tell everybody where they can catch your, your stuff at. Yeah, yeah well, we uh, actually just started a YouTube channel a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's the J boy show T H E J B O Y S H O W. We're on Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're listening or watching, uh, like I said, just uh, very appreciative, and uh, go check us out. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the J Boy Show. Uh, we put out a show at least six days a week, and then do some uh, other segments as well. And we're adding to it. So uh, again, if you like talking sports without politics in it, uh, I think it'd be good, to, a good thing to check out. Absolutely. And first, like I said, um, Jake, obviously the Recruiting Bulldog Update, the RBU podcast, it's centered around Georgia football recruiting. Uh, but also, I like to dispel as many falsehoods and misconceptions as possible about the recruiting world. And you as a coach, a former coach in the college ranks, have uh, kind of some expertise in there, but especially having learned about recruiting at the Power Five level. Mm-hmm. Um in your opinion, what are some of the biggest things that people in general miss or don't fully understand about recruiting? You know, I, I think the personal aspect of it, uh, that, you know, a lot of these kids, these higher profile kids that make decisions have been recruited really, you know, by the same guys, even if they switch schools, you know, going on four years. So it's a very personal thing. Uh, for these coaches and when you get a kid it's great and when you don't uh, it's heartbreaking I also think that you know while there is a lot of nefarious stuff that happens in recruiting a lot of times people think it's just the coaches when in fact a lot of times it's people that are around the program uh, and and there's there's nobody really (laughs) that goes in there and says all right guys and gets on the board and says this is how we're going to cheat this is this is, we all need to be on the same page. Now, look, stuff goes on. Uh, everybody's not squeaky clean. And look, everybody has their hand in it a little bit. But, you know, uh, another thing that I think is big is that, you know, the amount of importance in a recruiting department, especially nowadays, and putting enough money into it to where you have enough people, staff members in place to know when a recruit's mom's cousin's birthday is and being able to send them a letter or uh, having enough graphics, something, you know, you know a lot about to be able to send out. And, and, you know, I always say, you know, the rebellion only beats the Death Star in Star Wars. And to be able to compete nowadays in recruiting, you can't be the rebellion. You have to build your own Death Star. And it starts with the recruiting department and the good coaches understand that fully. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one thing I did want to touch on next is, you, you know, you talk about rebellion and Death Star. Uh, when that comes up, my, my mind immediately goes towards, OK, so you've got Georgia, Auburn, Florida, even LSU, who has recently won a title. They're all under this cloud that is Alabama and, and what Nick Saban has been doing. Um, a lot of 
diehard Georgia fans, especially Georgia fans who are just really extreme, are displeased with the Kirby Smart era. You know, they're they're not maybe not even happy with it. Um, what's your take on the Kirby on the Kirby Smart era to date? And do you think the cumulative effect of what he's specifically been doing in recruiting will eventually pay off? Well, yeah, I mean, they were uh, a, a bad defensive call away from winning a national championship, you know, when they decided to run cover two, you know, and with, with 24 yards to go on third down. Uh, but, you know, I think there's – and, again, look, I understand that Georgia, you know, hasn't won a natty since 1980 and all the fans are thirsty and want that and, and that's the goal and it should be the goal. And Kirby's building up to that. I'm going to go and say he's going to win one. It may be this year, even with George Pickens uh, going out, you know, unfortunately the other day and, and prayers sent to him. Uh, we're going to get to that. You hold on to that thought because we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. But uh, that's that natural segue in me. But no, he's going to win it eventually. And what I, what I think Georgia fans need to understand is that this era is not like the Mark Richt era. Nick Saban was really not as prevalent or, or Dalvin hadn't dominated like this in the Mark Richt era. And Georgia's been the only other team that's been able to compete with them really in the SEC from a recruiting standpoint outside of LSU, getting a Joe Burrow guy and really having a, a, an anomaly and a collection of unbelievable talent offensively. Uh, but I think Georgia fans need to make sure they understand that Kirby is continuing to build this thing. And I know it can be frustrating, but there's a lot of fan bases, I promise you, that would walk on their hands over broken glass to have half the success that Kirby has. And I'd be careful in trying to brush them out the door too quick because you never know what's behind door number two. So while there is frustration, I'm just telling you, I think it's a matter of time. Absolutely. And, you know, before we kind of get into to this year and George Pickens and what's went on, you are very in tune to recruiting. You you talk to recruits just like I do. I have my own kind of theories and concept kind of perceptions of things based on conversations I have. But I'm curious to get your opinion. Do you feel there's major contrast in styles among programs when it comes to recruiting in the SEC? Yes, I, I think style is the right word. And again, look, you have – it's all about trying to make a connection. And I'll say this. I had J.J. Frazier on, you know, All-SEC former guard for the uh, Bulldogs, uh, and he was talking about, you know, the difference in, you know, Georgia being successful in basketball and being able to recruit some of these Georgia basketball kids is having a coach in there that is really truly himself around those kids – uh, and they don't say, oh, well, you know, in recruiting, you were one way. And now that I got here, you were, you're, you're a different way. And you never earn that trust. But when you look around, uh, and I'm not just talking about head coaches, uh, assistant coaches as well, because they're the ones who are on the road the most. You know, typically the head coach, uh, if he's worth his salt, is kind of the closer that's being in there. But, you know, some guys are, are a lot more business oriented uh, when they're coming down to this. Uh, some guys are, are real personal. They really become friends with the kids. Uh, and some guys are a mix of both. And you're seeing people – look, it's a copycat league, okay? A lot of these coaches worked under other coaches in the SEC or, or understand, you know, the formula that works, and they try and put uh, their own spin on that. But what you're finding out now is, and especially with this name, image, and likeness stuff that's coming down the pipe is, you better have a spreadsheet on who's in the league – 
who's making what, because every kid coming out nowadays that has an offer from Georgia and Alabama and Auburn, not only do they think they're going to the NFL, but mama and daddy think they're going to the NFL, or grandma and grandpa think they're going in the NFL. And kids are a lot smarter nowadays and more business-sensed in recruiting than they used to be. No longer is it, oh, well, I grew up a Georgia fan, so I'm 100% going to Georgia. Or I grew up an Auburn fan, so I'm 100% going to Auburn. And that's really narrowing the ability on these coaches to have a huge contrast. It's really kind of pigeonholing it into one area, which at the end of the day kind of makes it a little bit easier, as crazy as that sounds. Absolutely. The only caveat I would say to that is from last night, I was at the commitment ceremony of Malachi Starks, mm-hmm. and it was Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, the three you know big ones out there yeah. trying, trying to very – and he said that he wanted somewhere that felt like – family that and that family word is something when i hear talk to georgia kids that talk to georgia that's like the word that that i don't know if that's like the buzzword that the georgia coaches are putting out there hey this is fam all that kind of yeah, stuff everybody does yeah that. everybody yeah. does that you know you have uh you know you see the graphics that come out come join the family family is the buzzword it's an operative word because what does family mean it means comfortable because this is the biggest decision that these kids and a lot of these families have ever made before. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, and actually most of the times, some of these kids don't come from great socioeconomic backgrounds. And a lot of these people are relying on them. And you know, at the end of the day, if they're not comfortable and they don't feel like you have their best interests, not on the field, but off the field, because what, family's always there, right? Family always takes care of family. Blood's thicker than water. What happens if I break both my legs in a car accident and I can never play again? Do I still have that scholarship? Do I still have the ability to improve my life and the life of people that are depending on me? Uh, and, and being able to not only say it, because saying it is one thing, but being able to portray it in a way that a kid really feels it. and Because, really, look, everybody thinks – all the coaches that think they can trick a 17, 18-year-old kid, those are the hardest kids to trick because they see it every day in high school or they hear it on the Zoom, I guess you would say, for this past year. Uh, but it's very hard to trick those, those kids. And, it, again, if you, if you lie to them or you, you put on a front, eventually they're going to smell a rat. And whether that's before signing day or after signing day, it's never a good situation. Absolutely. Uh, here talking with Jake Crane, the host of the J-Boy Show, one of the fastest growing sports media shows, covers SEC, football, recruiting, everything. Check them out on at the J-Boy Show over on, on Twitter. They got YouTube, everything, all YouTube channel, anywhere, Apple, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, everywhere. J-Boy Show, you can catch it out. And last question I got for you here, Jake, you know, Georgia loses George Pickens. Uh, to an ACL this week. Obviously, just a freak athlete. Now, Kirby Smart is still holding out hope that, you know, he could recover quickly. You know, in a press conference, he said he could potentially play in 2021. Let's assume he's out, period, for Georgia right now. Um, What are your first thoughts on the loss? And then also tying in recruiting into that, what members of that talent pool that that Kirby Smart has amassed over the last couple years do you think maybe step up for Georgia? Well, you know, it's a great question. Number one, I do want to give, you know, condolences to George and his family. Uh, you know, I was a player's coach. And, and when you coach, you know, at that level, uh, you're always a player's coach because it comes down to the players. And I wish him a speedy recovery. And actually, Blaine, uh, I've got one of the top NFL trauma physicians, Dr. Rick Martinez, coming on to go through the ACL injury 
when George Pickens can be back and really what that entails. We're dropping that next week. So I, I really encourage any of the Georgia fans. I really did it for him and for the Georgia fans to be able to see uh, what that time frame would be. It's typically between four to six months. So it's doable. I mean, you know, it's amazing. They, they tear their AC at Alabama. They're back in two and a half weeks, it seems like. It's unreal. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever limitless pill they got over there, uh, just give it to him. But, you know, this is where recruiting depth and what Georgia has done and what Kirby has done in recruiting really helps out because you, you have younger guys, you have some guys that have redshirted, uh, you know, you look around that roster, you look at guys like Burton, guys like that, that understand now, all right, well, no longer is it going to be the defense has to bracket George. So I'm going to be soloed up all the time. I've got to take it on myself to be able to be a playmaker. And sometimes Blaine, that brings out the dog, no pun intended. And some guys that may have thought, well, I'm going to be a role player. I'm going I'm to do my thing here and there. I'm going to have certain routes that I'm going to be able to do against certain coverages to say, well, if George isn't playing, well, I can be the guy. Well, what does that mean? Well, I got more eyes on me. There's scouts looking at me. I may have a chance to do something I didn't think I had a chance to early and become a household name. You look at a guy like uh, Mechie from Alabama last year when Jalen Waddle went down, really stepped up became a household name, Jaleel Billingsley. You can go down the list of guys that did Alabama. And Georgia has those guys because Kirby's an elite recruiter. He got the blueprint from Nick. He understands. We talk about building the Death Star, right? Uh, so Georgia's going to be fine. I think they're going to run away with the East. I don't think there's a team that can hold a candle to him, George Pickens or not. The question's going to be in the SEC championship game. And look, what happens against Clemson happens. I wanna, let me say that again for every Georgia fan. What happens against Clemson it happens. The SEC season is where you're going to make your money, uh, and I think they have a chance to have a huge year. And look, can Pickens come back? Uh, there's there's a chance. To me, you know, my gut uh, would say you really have to see how the rehab goes early. But like I said, Dr. Rick uh, Martinez does a great job explaining that way better than I can, uh, you know, in, in layman's terms. But uh, I think there's guys on that roster that have the ability. That's where having JT Daniels and really – what this comes down to is how good that Matt Luke is and that offensive line will be that'll give JT enough time because there's guys on Georgia's roster that are talented enough. You give them a little bit of time, they're going to get open. I love what Munkin does offensively. I think they're actually going to take vertical shots early in the game and not just hand yeah. the ball off out of 20 personnel and run play action. So Georgia will be fine. It hurts. Look, there's no way around it. It hurts more from a game planning standpoint. Uh, and knowing what you're going to get from defensive standpoint, uh, but George will be fine. Absolutely, and and um, maybe a name for for your show that maybe some people that don't uh, around the SEC that aren't hardcore dog fans to listen out for Brock Bowers. Uh, yes, Kirby, Kirby Smart specifically mentioned him by name. They were there was a reporter asking a long-winded question about this George Pickens deal and what receiver, and Kirby was like, "Well, it may not be a receiver." And, and the first name he mentioned was Brock Bowers. He never – Kirby Smart never mentions the name of incoming freshman. Yeah. So, to, to do that, uh, there's some expectations on, on, the, on the Brock Bowers coming in. <laughs> uh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and again, that's why you never take recruiting for granted. Regardless of who you've got, you could have the Fab 11 out there, whatever you want to call them. You never know. We all know injuries are a part of this game, and it's next man up. And the thing I like about Kirby is, and I want to say this, because I'm always, I've always been a fan of Kirby because the dude wins. Uh, he understands it. Kirby doesn't play favorites. If you're a senior and there's a freshman that's better than you, he's going to play the freshman. That's what Gus Malzahn wouldn't do. 
The fact that Sean Shivers was starting at running back over Tank Bigsby within the first six weeks is laughable. And that's why, excuse my language, his ass is down there at UCF right now. So what Kirby does, understanding, and the players respect that. They respect that. They say, okay, I've got to go earn my job. Now, look, a guy like JT Daniels, that's a different story. If you're a big time, a George Pickens, that's a different story. A guy that's earned it, that, that we know is elite. But these guys now know. I can't take – I can't say, okay, well, I'm a junior now, so I guess coach is going to play me so I can just go through the motions and this, that, and the other. That's what builds that foundation. That's what builds that culture. And, Blaine, that's what wins. So I would not be shocked to see a young guy step up. When you recruit well and you have that culture, that stuff tends to happen. Excellent insight right there from Jake Crane, the host of the J-Boy Show. Jake, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of the RBU Podcast, man. Hey, Blaine, you do great stuff, man. I was pumped to come on. You let me know when you need me back. Uh, everybody better subscribe to your stuff, man, because it's great, and I know you're going to keep doing it. Uh, and check us out, like I said, the J-Boy Show. I mean, we have DJ Shockley on a bunch. Uh, you know, Brooks Austin, Blaine, I'm going to get you on there soon, man, now that we're even, now that we're connected fully. Uh, JJ Frazier uh, and a lot more stuff coming on. So check us out, and I really appreciate your brother, and stay safe out there. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Have a good one, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Be good. And we're back now, of course. Really enjoyed doing that interview with Jake Crane from the J-Boy Show. If you haven't checked his stuff out, guys, make sure to get over there and do that. Jake is a very talented individual, has great insight on the SEC, uh, on football, all the sports that that he covers over there at the J-Boy Show. So make sure to go check that out. And now let's get right in to who we think could be next for the University of Georgia in this class of 2022 Of course, Kamari Wilson, five-star safety out of IMG Academy, is committing, slated to commit on April 1st. Yes, April Fool's Day. Now, of course, that is a very ominous commitment date. I don't know how much to read into that. Could it end up being postponed? Could it end up being that he's not actually committing after all? There's rumors of that. We will see. Of course, Kamari Wilson has been recruited as all you know, five-star athletes are by dang near every program in the country. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, Miami are right in the mix of this. Florida has kind of fell off recently um, from what we're hearing. I've known for the last two months that Georgia has just picked up a ton of momentum here, as they have, of course, as they did with Malachi Starks, as they did with Jalen Walker. It just seems that as we get closer to things opening up, and visits becoming a part of things and and things getting back to somewhat normal in college football recruiting that 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 is Georgia's strong suit when they're able to have students on campus student athletes on campus when they're able to show them everything that's going on Georgia's facilities that they're building right now of course do not hurt at all and I think the Georgia coaching staff is just really kind of in tune and hitting a stride right now with recruiting this 2022 class is shaping up to be pretty special. Um, if they were to add Kamari Wilson, I think that would be by far the most dynamic safety duo uh, in any signing class. It would undoubtedly jump Georgia ahead of Ohio State. Um, I think Alabama and Georgia are the two right there for Kamari Wilson at this point. Like I said, five-star out of uh, IMG. I believe he's from Fort Pierce, Florida, before he transferred um, to IMG, so a Florida boy, uh, all 
through and through, and Georgia certainly had plenty of success in the Kirby Smart era recruiting out of the Sunshine State. Um, you know, that was something that kind of took uh, a little bit of a hit there for a few months, maybe six months to a year when James Coley left. James Coley had a lot of connections down in Florida, uh, but Georgia's done a really good job of being able to continue to try to make inroads that pipeline to IMG uh, from IMG to Athens is as strong as ever so Kamara Wilson would just be another addition you know guys like Lavoisier Carroll, Xavion Sari, Marlon Dean who were in this last uh, class for the University of Georgia are working on their former teammate down there at IMG. And then, of course, in the class of 2023, even, you got guys like uh, A.J. Harris, Justin Benton, who have Georgia kind of written all over them. It's just a matter of how, are the, how long are they going to wait. They're going to try to get a bunch of those visits in. Uh, I'll always keep in mind uh, Justice Haynes. Um, Justice Haynes, you know, son of Veron Haynes out of Blessed Trinity, one of the top backs in the class of 2023, if not the top back in the class of 2023. And is just a man amongst boys when he's out there. He's getting pushed hard by a bunch of these schools. You know, Alabama is in there. Notre Dame is in there. A bunch of these schools that are just really coming after justice right now. But, of course, being that, that Georgia legacy, Georgia's always going to be involved in there. Uh, just kind of kind of see, see how things play out there. But, of course, in 2022, some guys that I would really uh, keep an eye on, Jake Pope is someone who I did a piece on recently, safety out of Buford, Georgia, that is looking to wrap his wrap his recruitment up before his senior year starts. So just throughout this summer, keep an eye on Jake Pope out of Buford, uh, Georgia, I would expect takes up to five DBs in this class. So even if they – land Kamari Wilson there would still be room for a Jake Pope on the in this class you would think also uh guys that are making the visits to that first visit the first opportunity they get to take a visit that are coming to Athens Denylon Morissette out of Brookwood a receiver Kojo Antui another receiver out of Lambert High School two in-state guys that Georgia's really targeting hard um, and Georgia needs to take three, four receivers in this class. Denylon and Kojo would be huge pickups in that same vein. Uh, pass catching tight end Oscar Delp. He's an adequate blocker as well, but really dangerous um, in terms of route running and receiving. Oscar Delp will be on that visit as well. Of course, all those guys are teammates on Hustle Inc., the seven on seven organization of Gunnar Stockton. That's uh, Gunnar Stockton, of course, the 2022 Georgia quarterback commit out of Rabin County High School, and he's done a great job kind of repping the repping the G. They're really uh, recruiting those guys hard. So, you know, other than Jake Pope and Kamari Wilson, those are the guys that really kind of need to be honed in on right now. Of course, Georgia is going to take two running backs in this class. Most likely Jordan James has hinted that he's getting close to making a commitment decision and then Branson Robinson out of Mississippi, Germantown High School in Mississippi. He's built like Nick Chubb, looks like Nick Chubb, runs angrily like Nick Chubb. Branson Robinson I feel like is going to be a Georgia Bulldog. It's a matter of when, not if. So that is our episode four of the Recruiting Bulldog Update. Guys, uh, thank you so much 
for joining us here on the RBU podcast. Again, if you have a chance to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell on the Bulldog Illustrated YouTube channel, uh, search RBU podcast on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, all those things. Follow, leave reviews. Really appreciate you and hope you'll tune in each and every Monday for the latest on Georgia football recruiting and follow me at bgilmer18 over on Twitter and Instagram for the latest stuff that I post every day from the Dog Daily Thread that's on bulldogillustrated.com. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great week. Keep an eye out for stuff coming out this week. That Kamari Wilson commitment is set for Thursday. So we'll see if that, in fact, happens and what the decision is there. And we'll cover that next week on the Recruiting Bulldog Update, the RBU podcast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie, and fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.